T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one. Zero, all engine running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP Permission Granted Podcast. The show about the show, the show within the show. As always, we peel back the curtain, take you behind the scenes of the DA. You can get this on the DA Show's podcast feed, where you'll also get Sunday morning football, the best of the show, and the full four hours, or its own Permission Granted podcast feed. Just search Permission Granted. Well, it was a long time coming, but Mraz is finally back in studio. You've been out since we were in Boise. When we came back from Boise, Mraz began working from home to be with his wife because they thought that Danielle was going to pop any day. It took three full weeks for that to come, but finally it has happened. Is anything different? about the studios since the last time you were there? Uh, So far, no, DA. Ironically, we just went through basically a year and a half of not being in studio, and we did this bit on on the PGP where we talked about the same posters were hanging in the studio, and it felt like the world held still. So I kind of feel like I'm just redoing that after three weeks out of the studio uh, Pete actually looks a little thinner. I think that would be the only thing that's changed. And the day we're taping this, DA... On a, on a Tuesday, I saw Bogish in studio for the first time. Ironically, you not in studio now. We still, at the time of taping this, have all oh, not been right. in studio. Right. Because you had not seen Bogues in studio because last week was his first day back since pre-pandemic. Correct. So, doesn't he look thin? He does, but he didn't strike me as any thinner. I, I think Pete looks thinner than he looked than Bogish oh, does. Wow, then maybe Bogish was wearing baggy clothing. Bogish has really turned his diet around. Bogish is exercising regularly. He has Peloton, and so he's doing Peloton. He's biking every single day, and he's he's watching what he eats. And I noticed it right out of the hopper when we were in Boise. I'm like, damn, you lost a lot of weight as we talked about that. But it just goes to show you, you don't care. You, <laughs> It's just about you. You haven't even noticed... Bogues probably has dropped 20 pounds. Well, to be fair, I have probably seen Bogish more than anybody else in the show 
while we were out of studio at the end of the pandemic. Bogus and I had connected multiple times as far as getting together for a drink. Maybe he came by me or, you know, we saw each other in town, something like that. So, look, not every weekend, no, but I at least saw Bogus more than I saw you and more than I saw Pete, and I'm assuming Bogus saw me more than he saw any of you guys. So it might be one of those things where I saw him through progressions and I didn't. the finished product to me – you know, didn't track in my mind because I kept seeing him. Have a conversation with him tomorrow when you see him in the studio, maybe today after the PGP, and just be like, hey, man, you look good. Because he really does. And ask him how he's done it because it's been impressive. Maybe even do it on the PGP. Okay, I will. I Look, I am a big fan. If somebody looks good, I like telling them they look good. So I should do that, yes. And I and I think Pete has been watching what he's been eating recently, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's lost 20 pounds, DA, in the really? last month and a half. 20 pounds in a month and a half. Yes, he has. Now, he's wearing the same windbreaker, so it hides well. But I, w- I noticed sitting next to him, he absolutely has lost weight in the three weeks. I haven't seen him, for sure. And he's wearing those glasses now. It's <laughs> making him look kind of studious. Are, are those the Odyssey I, no blue light reflection glasses? So, I unless he changed like the, the part that goes over the ear... I think they're different glasses. Okay. It kind of looks like he was rejected for the part of Uncle Junior in the Many Saints of Newark. That's kind of the look he's giving with the bald head and the glasses now. But, yes, it's bringing him facially together as he loses some pounds. I actually think it makes him seem a little more like a newsroom leader. Like, he, he looks like he's in control of things. I don't know, more professional. He looks like he should be taken more serious as <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I All right, fair. Maybe, again, I could be too close to the situation. I noticed Pete lost weight. I noticed he looked good. I don't know that I view Pete and go, now that's a leader based on his glasses and his <laughs> lost know. weight. I don't know. I think you might start thinking that way the longer you're in studio with him. Now that you'll have, you know, I will say this. Yesterday on Monday's show, that was the first day back for you back in studio and and Pete obviously on the board. And I was just watching silently how you guys interacted Pete seemed like he was having a good time. I know he bags on you a lot, and I know that there's a lot of stuff that you get under his skin. I think he was really happy that you were Oh, there. that's nice. Pete, uh, Pete always is good for in-break laughs. Uh, I think I have, you know, sometimes when you read a tweet, I oftentimes will mumble something under my breath about whoever's tweet- <laughs> tweeting <laughs> that usually gets Pete's goat and gets him going. A lot of the Robin to 3-2-1 stuff, I think I had Pete going with my behind-the-scenes commentary, if you will. <laughs> Yesterday, longtime D'Ali and Rob of the 3-2-1 said, I'm done with the Lions. Done with, with fandom, done with rooting for them. I'm just going to become a football fan in general. I'm just going to root for, just going to watch the NFL and enjoy it and not be tied into the misery of Sundays. Mraz called him a fraud and said, Rob's going to be right back on that bandwagon the moment the Lions get good again, which... Not sure if that's going to be another 50 or 60 years or what. Rob, though, said, I ain't no fraud and took to Twitter yesterday and posted this video of him with all of his Lions jerseys and merchandise ready to dump it. I'm not like you, Sean. I don't put a bag over my head and say, I'm done. I'm totally done. This is what you do. You take your crap. You put it in there. Good luck, Lions. There you go. There's your fraud, pals. Okay, Mraz. Does that answer the call? Does that answer the bell that Rob the 321 put his money and his jerseys 
where his mouth is? No. Why don't you trust Rob? What is it about? I don't Rob trust you, you the don't word like that comes out of his mouth. Because as predicted yesterday, Rob got what he wanted. He got the attention of the aliens. He continued the bit by driving to a clothing drop site, which he probably would have anyway when he cleaned out his closet. And he thinks that justifies turning his back. I guarantee he's got some kind of lion's paraphernalia he's breaking out on Thanksgiving. He's a fraud. It feels like you've given everybody a pass except for Rob. You just don't like Rob. I, look, I like the idea of Rob. Rob, who he actually is. <laughs> He's an idea now? Yeah, I, I just like the idea of Rob is nice. Good, fun listener. There's something about Rob. I'm sorry. I just don't quite trust. He comes across as a phony to me. So that's good. That's good to know that Pete was happy that I was back. I, yeah. I was happy to be back. I, I, I was I Basically, I felt more trapped in my house than I did during the pandemic, it felt like. Just because when you were in your house, you were balancing a million things with the family. Yes. Now, there was, you know, a couple things. My wife basically had gotten to the point where she was bedridden until she could get out of the, go to a doctor and get to the hospital. Like, she couldn't move anymore. That's how pregnant she was. So, and I couldn't really stray too far other than, you know, if I had to go to a quick family member's house or something. I wasn't like I was going out on the town, out to dinner, doing any of this other stuff. I basically was home making sure my daughter Taylor was provided for and and good to go and making sure my wife, you know, was okay. But I, you know, if I, that's why that day that we made fun of where I had everybody over the house, that to me was a big day because it was like, wow, I'm socializing. It's at my own house. It felt like uh, almost house arrest, so to speak. (laughs) Well, you're back now, and on Wednesday's show, I'm going to give you some gifts from Boise. Listeners came, and they wanted to <laughs> give us gifts and give you gifts, and I have not physically seen you <laughs> since a month ago <laughs> in it's Boise. Amazing. So you're, you've got gifts now one month later. This is great. Uh, so at least we made it in before Boise's final home game. I'll get these <laughs> gifts, so that's good. It works out. And just more salt in the wound. Here come the gifts of a, of a trip I could have made and made safely back and forth. No problem. I mean, think about, yeah, how much space, how much time ended up being between that trip and you actually having the baby. <laughs> what? So let's see. That, that trip, if I'm not mistaken, was September 18th, right? That was... Yes, that was the weekend of September the 18th. That was Saturday. Right. And then what was the birth date of Peyton? October 10th. <laughs> oh, my God. 7-14-21. It was 22 days later after yeah. the game. Three full college football Saturdays were consumed between the time you left for Boise and the time the baby was born. So I could have gotten three college football road trips in <laughs> before that Sunday night on October 10th that my child was finally born. We could have done Boise. Then we went to Wisconsin for jump around. Right. Maybe we went to the swamp. And then the baby would have come. Like, in essence, I was trapped in my house. And Bogus got to Lincoln, Nebraska and back. <laughs> he went to Boise, Idaho and back. And did a Delaware game that had a crazy moment and did a Fordham game where you can't see the fans in the stands. Bogus saw four college football games (laughs) in four separate venues in the time I was home. Incredible. So I'm going to give out the the gifts tomorrow. Also, it should be noted, the Halloween Spooktacular is coming back. We're going to do it in studio last year. Year we couldn't do that, obviously, but this year in studio, we're doing it the Friday before because Halloween's a Sunday this year, which is a little tricky. So we're going to do it Friday the 29th. Unfortunately, Katie Linnadal, the 
princess of the spooktacular, unfortunately, is going to be out of town. She's got a speaking engagement, I believe, in Austin, Texas. So she's alerted us. She can't do it. But we do have a fill-in who we think is going to be fantastic. It's going to be a secret for the time being, but we think she's an excellent, excellent, excellent stand-in for Katie. She'll do a great job on costumes, high energy. We love having her on the show. So that's, that's a little Easter egg in there for you to try to guess. But are you... I've got my costume ready. <clears throat> it hasn't come yet. I've ordered it on Amazon, a couple of pieces to it, but I know what it's going to be. I'm not waiting to the last minute. Do you know? Yes and no. I have a costume that looks very funny on me prepared, although it ties into, again, a family theme. So because I'm not home for the spooktacular, I don't know that it works. So I'm think- I have another idea, but I will tell you this. The other idea I had for a costume, if I don't go with the standard what I have... I feel as if it's a letdown based on what I now know Pete the Body is going at. He told you you're not supposed to say. It's he, supposed to be a secret up until that morning. He was so excited on Monday to see me that he brought, like, he was talking a mile a minute. He goes, I, I, I got to tell you. And it, it's such a genius idea that it made me kind of kick myself and go, damn, I, you know, I don't know that I could survive this even if I wanted to up my game. So I, I got to really, really think hard this weekend. It's that good? Now, his execution may not be that good, but his idea is excellent. Really? It's that good? I Again, haven't seen the final prop, but what his idea is, I think is absolutely hysterical. Now, Pete could absolutely have a letdown where I made the joke on the other, the idea of something is better than the actual thing. <laughs> that, that could be the case, so it's on Pete to deliver the idea, but the idea of what he wants to be, I think, is awesome. You said that about Robin the three two one. The idea of Robin the three two one is better than the reality, which I don't know what that even means. It's if you've ever seen the movie Role Models, the uh, the character who plays McLovin in Superbad is asked if he likes Coca Cola. He goes, "I like the idea of Coke more than I actually like Coke," and that made that always rings true to me when I think of something that I don't actually like, but I understand the concept of it and why it's good. <laughs> Oh, now I'm excited. Well, I have I, my idea, and it's uh, I'm not telling anybody. And then, of course, uh, I, I told Bogues that, uh, and he's all ready to go as well. So we should be we should have a good spooktacular, which happens a week from Friday. Yeah. So, and, and by the way, our first spooktacular with new management here. Oh, you know, right. there has been moments where we've been in costume where you've gotten called back to the office. You know, going as a keyboard mouse, and you have to go have a serious conversation with bosses. Mm-hmm. We. We almost, or I'm almost rooting for something serious to be needed conversation-wise and to have you trot back there Uh in costume (laughs) would be so priceless. Let me ask you a parental question here. What do you do for trick-or-treating? Is trick-or-treating Sunday, or do you move it back to the 30th and do trick-or-treating on Saturday? No, it's always on Halloween. Now, I would love if we just made this every Saturday around Halloween. I think that would probably be best for kids, best for everybody. But the problem is it's Halloween is too established now as a date that you can't get everybody to buy in in sync, right? So it's great to say send your kids trick-or-treating Saturday, but you know, if not enough people get the memo or are willing to do it on Saturday, they're out and about, then you're sending kids to knock on doors and coming up empty-handed. It's just got to be a unified date. It's October 31st. It's Sunday. Stinks for a lot of dads with the NFL on all day. You got to find a way around that. But yeah, it's got to be Sunday. Mm. Somebody said that it might be township driven. That your town might decide when you wow. are you are 
trick-or-treating. But I, I guess what you're saying is that it's always on Halloween no matter what the day is. Right, because how many times do you remember growing up as a kid? Halloween could be on a Wednesday. You got out of school. You couldn't wait to throw in your costume and go trick-or-treating into the early night hours as it got dark. You always did it, even on days you had school all day. So you're telling me that when Peyton came, that actually there was a bunch of new dads yeah. that were high-fiving having food and enjoying football at the hospital? This didn't sound so bad. It, it didn't. Yeah, I was shocked. So my wife switched hospitals from the child where we had the child the first time. I, a full disclosure, Taylor was left alone in a nursery for two hours <laughs> where a nurse like walked out the first time she was born, and the head of the hospital on our discharge came and spoke to us and admitted to us, and we didn't even know about it. And then it kind of was like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> so my wife wanted to switch hospitals. We have two fairly close to us. So she switched hospitals, and this hospital specifically is in the middle of a big renovation to their maternity uh, floor and situation. And they are so on top of, like, dates when the babies are born and things going on that they try to make it really dad-friendly as well. And I didn't know this. So you go in, and basically there are other, you know, nurses who get the gist of it. Hey, football, it's a weekend, right? Football's on, football's on. They change the menu for, like, the hospital food they get delivered because the dads get a certain menu. wild. And they really catered to the fact that, like, football was on. So I had, like, these awesome chicken tenders. You could have got, like, mozzarella sticks lunchtime, breakfast. All right, Dad, you're here. So, like, you could have, you know, your typical breakfast, or they did, like, breakfast nachos. Then dinner came around. It was, since it was Sunday, it was Sunday dinner. What sorts of pastas do you want? I had, like, an alavaca. Like, it was almost like you were staying at a hotel with room service, and it wasn't like crappy hotel food. It was, all right, it's Sunday, so you get your NFL menu. They knew the Jets. Now, the Jets helped in London because it's a New York team. They knew the Jets were playing in the morning, so they were going to do the breakfast nachos. And you're going out there, and basically everybody is essentially vaccinated if you're a dad. That's what they're doing in there. So you knew you were safe to kind of, all right, you walk in and out of the room or whatever, and you go outside. You know, some guys would have their cigarettes or whatever. And you'd be basically talking football with these guys in between commercial breaks and stuff. And then they just kept bringing food to you all day as these poor women given birth can do nothing but eat ice chips because they can't have food in case they have to go into an emergency C-section. It's an unbelievable thing going on. And we all have recliners, TVs in front of us, the guide where here's NFL Network, here's CBS, here's five. It's incredible. You all had personal TVs? Yep. Right in front of me. Right in front of me. Uh, my own sound for it. I could go back and forth. So, the you know, they don't have Sunday ticket, but they do have red zone. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh my gosh. This hospital had red zone. So you went from a hospital that forgot Taylor was in the, uh, the nursery. Yes. And it was a jail cell to, like, a sport like Buffalo Wild Wings. Exactly. And remember, the, Taylor was born right after that Saturday triple header, so I couldn't get, they didn't have NFL Network, I couldn't get any of that. I brought my own laptop in, and that was the joke that I'd watched the whole triple header that day until Taylor was born. This DA, I'm telling you, I I got settled in Saturday night, put my feet up. Before I knew any of this was going on Sunday, I watched the Alabama A&M game. We kind of fell asleep. They kept checking on my wife every couple hours. It was, you know, toss and turn night. But basically, they're prepping you as the Jet Falcon game is going to start. Okay, they see that my wife's going to be a little bit. Hey, Dad, here's what we have on the breakfast menu. We'll bring you a lunch menu in a little bit. The I watched hell? the entire London game. As that game winded down, you had about 20 minutes or so before the 1 o'clock's kicked off. Hey, lunch, here's what we got. You want your chicken tenders? You want mozzarella sticks? You want? I'm like, wow. I'm like, well, how, what can I get? Whatever you want, Dad. Whatever you know, this is a big day for you. This is our NFL menu for the day. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I had, you know, basically I feasted like I normally would. Oh I got the Bengal Packer game. I got the Bucks Dolphins game. I had red zone going. 
and then, you know, flipping between all of them. And then they come, as those games are winding down, hey, it's Sunday now. You're going to have your Sunday dinner. We have all sorts of Italian foods. Do you want oh chicken parm? Do you want alavaca? Do you want whatever? And my wife is just sitting there going, are you kidding me? You're just stuffing your face like this? Well, what am I supposed to do? So she's eating her ice chips. I'm eating alavacas. I watch Giants Cowboys. Then, you know, it winds down. And then uh, they brought us up a dessert tray of chocolate-covered strawberries and cookies with this, like, whipped cream in the middle. So I had that going oh for the Bills-Chiefs game. Now, my wife said, keep me some chocolate-covered strawberries. I was good about that. So now, finally, we're watching this game. And and by the way, as the hours are going by, her contractions are intensifying, right? So she's getting more painful and more aggravated as I'm sitting there with chocolate all over my face and sauce all over my face watching the games. And, I, you know, I'm doing whatever she asked me to get her up, get her some water, get her this. I was doing good with all that, but... You know, in the meanwhile, all these dudes are going through the same day. You know, one guy had his kid at halftime during the Giant game. We're all just, you know, checking in with each other. To, you know, we're all looking at our phones, playing our parlays at the same time. It it, it was like giving birth in a sports book. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I thought well, the day was going to be horrible being in there for a football Sunday. I was like, yeah, this isn't bad. I'm being waited on hand and foot here. Did you know? Were you aware no. that this hospital was this much better? Is this known no. as a fancy hospital? Is it known well, as a cushy hospital? It, it got taken over by a new company, and it's become really good. And my wife really loved what they had. Or, and my wife loved her experience anyway from you know the birthing process, the maternity, the doctors, all of that. But, you know, when she told me that this was going to be a much better process, she didn't know the male, you know, dad aspect of this. This was for her. So as far as I was concerned, I was I brought my I was going to bring my laptop and go through. I knew we were going in on a weekend. I was going to go through the same process. I went through with Taylor. I would tap into the Wi-Fi and I'd stream whatever games I'd have to stream. I never expected to sit down and basically be like you said, like it was Buffalo Wild Wings. That's essentially what it was now. There was no alcohol involved. It wasn't like they were bringing me in beers on tap because I got to be on top of things to cut an umbilical cord. But I could do without that when it's this, that, and the other. And my wife, after I've stuffed my face all day, all she had was a cold McGriddle that was sitting out 16 hours on a windowsill after she finally gave birth. So she must have just been cursing you. Yeah. Now, again, she was much happier with the way things went from her end that she's actually laughed since, that, like, I can't believe, of course, you know, you could have had a football weekend ruined for you being in there. Instead, it was, like, the greatest weekend ever in the <laughs> hospital. It really is unbelievable. I give the hospital a ton of credit. It's uh, It was actually Southside Hospital. It was unbelievable the job they did. Unbelievable. Okay, so who has been in your family the most clingy since Peyton's been born? You know, shockingly, D.A.? I can't pinpoint anybody because she has been born over a week now Mm -hmm. and only two people have seen her multiple times would be my father and my mother-in-law. My mom has only even seen her once. I feel like now everybody's texted, checked in, how's everything doing? The second kid is so much more of a who cares family than the first kid is. Right. I it just I I don't think they mean it that way. But when Taylor was born, I couldn't get anybody out of my house. Every day they were coming to check in. Now it's kind of like okay, we met the baby. Yeah, okay, we'll mm-hmm. see you when we see you. That, that's kind of <laughs> yeah. like how it feels right now. And Been maybe part of that. that is trying to give you know still the baby's very new. We are post pandemic this time, so maybe there's a part of that where just give the newborn a little space. She hasn't gotten all the shots yet. Like that could all play in. But it does feel like a lot of been there, done that. Less sense of urgency to get over there and see a second kid. No, I think it's totally human nature. I think parents go through this all the time. Parents that have their first child, they're on top of everything. This just happened. That just happened. Did you see this? Did you happen that? What's going on here? Are they teething? Are they doing this? What should they eat? By the second kid, it's like, they'll be fine. 
Right. Fine. They'll, exactly. they'll figure it out. You know, I, I can't tell you how many of my friends or family members were first time parents. And every time the, the child was with, with not in sight, it was like, where, where are they? Where are, we got to go. No matter how old they were, what are they crying? What happened? What, they fell down. Oh my God. And then the second kid was like, rub some dirt on it. It's fine. What? They can stay like six hours exactly. outside. I don't care. They're, I'm sure they'll be fine. That's you, know, ex- you just, you just like check out. That's exactly right. Like even, even though I'm sorry, even the way I'm holding Peyton now is like, I'm so much less like worried. Like the first time it was like, I might as well wrap the Taylor in bubble wrap. Like I, any little thing could injure. Now it's just like, ah, whatever. I'm pouring a drink as I'm holding her in the left. It's just, it is what it is. I, it feels weird, but you've just been through the process before that it's just like getting back on a bike again. It, it's, well, it's it, it why you've resented Tom Brady's seven championships because he doesn't treat them special yes. anymore. Yes. It's the, the first one, these guys for the Buccaneers caressing that Lombardi, holding it dearly close to their breastplate, just like crying into it. And Tom Brady's throwing it across the bay. Who cares if it falls in the middle of the ocean? You know, it's like his seventh kid. It's like, yeah, we've done this before. Who right. cares? Another kid. Right. Yeah, you're right. And I and I think when we get to the important stuff that my kid needs to learn, you know, things. And <laughs> I think that I will care more when it comes to that. But honestly, my, you know, my child, the, the newborn just kind of stares around, looks into space. Yeah, okay, I'll have a conversation. I'm dad, dad, I'm this, that, the other. But like there's nothing, you know, when they're a newborn, you feed, they, you change the diaper, they go to sleep. It's not much to this year. I mean, you don't sleep a lot, but there's not much. You know, what am I going to do magical here? It is what it is. (laughs) Well, we're back, and I think we'll get into this in tomorrow's show. You believe that the football bet is already over between you and Connor. It's hard to think it's not. Really? I'm having one of the greatest starts that anybody who's picked games on the show has had through six weeks of a season. And that's just, it could have been versus Super Dave, could have been versus anybody. I'm 13 and 5. I'm, uh, Connor, needs, mm. Connor needs me basically to go winless and him to go undefeated for two straight weeks to get back into this thing. But there is still, what, 11 or 12 weeks of football left. There is a lot of football left. But that's, we're in a big hole here. He's 8, 9, and 1. So he's already four and a half games back off the pace here. That's a lot of games to make up picking games. You think you've buried him before Halloween? I think we might as well start looking into what freezers we could use. <laughs> and we again, we could break this more down. I'm telling you, this, the, the fat lady is singing. It's over. Okay. Well. I can hear the that. tinge in your voice. You already want to clip it. You're already rewriting. <laughs> you want to write the plot lines now. It's over. It is over. Well, we still have all of November, all of December. It's week 17 or week 18 that this season is going to go until. So that's probably what we got 10 more weeks. We're a third of the way done with the NFL schedule. I I just wouldn't get too ahead of yourself. Oh, I'm ahead of myself. I am feeling my oats. 13 and 5. Come on now. Ragu or Prego going to be dumped on top of Connor's head? It's interesting you say that. I've been looking at the Rayo's sauce because uh-huh. it's got a little more acid in it. It could burn a little bit. <laughs> no, I had to get going. cold water on my head with the clam chowder. I'm looking to singe Connor a little bit. <laughs> and you better be ready to kill that Canadian bacon he gives us too because it's going to stink. I'm ready. Now, that was part of the bit that when he does Canadian bacon, I have to really 
lay the wood and really just you know, and the pound him in a submission. And the worst part is, I know, because I, I mentioned this to Pete, and Pete's upset. Bogus is upset. I can tell you're upset. You guys really, really, really want me to do Connor shifts. You really are rooting for Connor to win. And the only thing I'll say to that is, I, you know, not that long ago, I had clam chowder dumped on my head. I mean, I did lose the last big bet. It's okay if somebody else loses a bet on the show. My goodness. <laughs> well, it's just funny to see you squirm and you get upset. You know, Connor's such a nice kid that you kind of hate to have him bullied, but uh, that's what you're going to do to him. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting you say that, DA. I, the sh- I was given a shift on WFAN hosting this coming weekend, and I'm fairly sh- – it's one of these, like, late night but not totally overnight shifts, and I'm pretty sure Connor Green is going to be my producer, which made me think, wow, if I lose this, they could actually flip the roles here. <laughs> I would be on the other side of the glass doing this show, and maybe Connor's in that seat. So, really, if I lost the bet, I could really get it rubbed in me. Quick, Connor, you've never hosted before. You're on the air in five. <laughs> you beat Merez and Picks. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, well, that's side A. On side B, you let Bogus know he looks good. He looks skinny, okay? I will. I absolutely will. <laughs> okay, here it comes. Super, 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 super excited to get Side B going. And that's why I yell and scream and have a good time. Why? Because for the first time since the first week of March 2020, 19 months and two weeks ago was the first, last time that Bogus and I stared at each other inside the same studio and taping Side B of the PGP. 19 months and two weeks ago, Bogus. Hello, how are you? Shawnee, I'm doing well until you screamed and made me deaf. Other than that, I'm doing really good. It's good to see you. The last time I saw you in person, I believe um, we were scooping up dog puke off your dad's no, backyard. No, 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 no. Different one. You came for the band. That's right. I came for the party. That's when we, when we met Jack Cohn's uncle. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, okay. So, all right, second time, two times removed from the dog puke incident. Yes. Um, I'm glad that as of right now, no one has thrown up here yet today. It, it's truly remarkable. Now, DA and I just did a fun side A, and he told me to mention something. Now that he says it, he brings up a good point. I had a little bit of a defense of myself. You look great. You've oh, lost a you. ton of weight since the last time you were in studio. Not that you were heavy anyway. Of course, everybody seemingly loses weight besides me, but that's neither here nor there. You look great. You've been riding your Peloton. You do. You look very thin. You look right in the sweatshirt you're in. My excuse I used the DA because he said he was startled in Boise to see how thin you had gotten was not that we saw each other every weekend, but it felt like I was starting to see you at least a couple times here towards the tail end of the pandemic where I feel like I was seeing you more than I was seeing D.A. And, and Pete in person. So maybe I just didn't notice that progression. That's true. I mean, we did. I saw you very early in the pandemic when you came to my house as the Easter Bunny. Correct. That happened. You came to my town to go to the docks when you were going to the donuts. That's I right. saw you then. Yeah. You came to Bob's Bar multiple times now. Yeah. So I now look again, not, not that we were hanging out every weekend, but I saw you. I feel like more than any of the other show members had seen each other. That was my excuse of maybe I just didn't notice because at least I'd, it wasn't like that one wow moment of right. seeing you. Yeah, well, I mean, I appreciate you guys noticing. Um, I, I don't, I, it's weird. Um, I, I, it's a weird thing to, and when Dave was bringing it up in Boise, I didn't know how to respond to it because yeah, it's always weird, you know. Um, especially but, when I get it and I know I didn't lose any, it's like, oh, it's a right. tough, that's a tough compliment yeah. to take. 
But, you know, this is one of my main concerns now that I'm back in the studio partially is this is messing up my workout schedule. So, like, Uh, all my hard work over these last 18 months, I'm afraid it's going to go in the other direction. I mean, just last week, we came back. I bought donuts to celebrate because we always had Donut Friday before Uh, we started. And then the next day, seven dozen donuts got dropped off for the Evan and Craig crew in the afternoon. And then there was free pizza. The, I was here three days last week, and there were two days of donuts, one day of pizza, have you, and less days of riding a bike last week. Have you gotten hit with the free Wendy's yet? No. There, there's free Wendy's? Oh, so that, you know what? You were only here one week, right? Yeah. So here's a hot tip for you. Okay. And only you were listening, yeah. obviously, clearly. On Wednesdays, every other week, the mornings get Wendy's breakfast delivered. So that could be tomorrow. We're seeing it on a Tuesday. Yeah. It didn't happen if it didn't last happen week. last week, correct. So the way they do it is, and you mentioned Craig and Evan, the WFA and our sister station, which we, you know, kind of side by side with the studios, they alternate. Wendy's does as a sponsor. Lunch in the afternoon one week, breakfast for the morning show the other week. And it's always, it's a Wendy's Wednesday. This is not going well. So they got chicken biscuits. They got eggs with hollandaise. So they got everything. And it's very good. Yeah. Not to give Wendy's the free plug here, but it's very good. Plus, I remembered last night going through my drawer, looking for my train pass, that our company gave us gift cards last holiday season. I have mine, too. I don't even know where where the place is. So, but I was like, I guess I'm having lunch tomorrow on the company because I'm back now. I can finally use it. And the place is two doors down right outside of our building. Oh, you got a place two doors down. Mine, I don't think it's that close. So, assuming it works, I'm going to have a relatively unhealthy lunch today so this is going in the wrong direction all right you'll you'll be okay probably yeah and i and i i agree with you to a, to a certain part early 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 pandemic i felt like i was getting in really good shape because the only thing i could do to get out of my house was go take the dog on runs and i would map out my neighborhood i would get like that one of those map my run apps and that's when you guys used to make fun of me you know screenshotting and not that i was a trailblazer by any means yeah. but I just didn't want to sit home like all day. So I would go as far as I could, could different, different routes to explore the area near me. And there were days I would go four or five miles. I naturally, ironically, when the gyms reopened, I think I went the other way. You would think gyms reopening great for health, but I think the running is what really kept me going. And then I don't know, I just switching up, maybe getting a little lazier in workouts. I think the gyms reopening hurt me with losing yeah. weight. Well, I, I think, um, I wouldn't say that I'm anti-gym, but I'm definitely pro-home workouts. Like, I don't need, whether it's, uh, we have a Peloton in our house, um, there's the new thing where you, like, have a screen and it's got weights, but it's somehow right. digital weights where I guess it just changes the tension. LeBron's pushing that now. Yes. I'm a, I don't need to be at the gym. I don't want to be at the gym lifting my tiny weights while other dudes are benching 700 pounds right. and grunting and flexing in the mirror. I, I like being by myself. Plus, I, I'm still relatively lazy. So, like, the hour process of getting to the gym, working out, maybe showering and changing at the gym. Now I got to pack a second, like a second thing of clothes or I'm going to the gym, coming off the train from here. And I'm just like, I don't want to do that. I want to go home. Working out from home to me is what changed it for me because it was just easier. I had fewer excuses. It was right there. And all I needed was the time to actually work out, not to get there, change, whatever. So that to me was a huge help. See, the difference is when I work out at home, home, like whatever. My sister had the Peloton. I was living there for a little bit and I did it a couple of times. I, I enjoyed it. I just find, like I find being home and being near a couch like it's just it's harder for me to get going at home. The thing that drove me to lose weight when I was home was 
the idea that like this was my only way to get out of the house was to go for the run during right. the pandemic. So it's like it's a mental thing for me. Yeah, I know if I'm in the gym, other people are watching me. I'm gonna at least put forth some sort of a workout. But I think running was just that healthy for me, and just the distance I was going because I just wanted to be out of the house longer yeah. is what did me in. But you look great. You look fantastic. There's nothing more to be said about that. However, you talk about weird flexes and being next to people. One thing that did not become the epic fail because, and I will quote DA behind the scenes, that's just so gross. Yeah. Was the conversation on Tuesday where uh, a, a person trashed somebody in the bathroom stall next to him for standing up to go number one after wiping number two after sitting down. And Captain Johnny tweets, I'm trashing the guy that I sat next to in the can yesterday. First, he goes through the process of giving birth. Dude, I'm three feet away. <laughs> but then it got weird. After cleaning, he proceeds to stand, pull his pants up, and then go potty for like a minute. Hashtag have you ever. Trash him. Oh, break out the hazmat suit. Huh? I don't... I didn't follow that. Maybe I'm, I'm missing the, the normal protocol of... So he did number two, cleaned that up, stood up, turned around, and did number one? Sounds like it. I, I think... Yeah, but you're supposed to do that. What? Well, I don't want to get too graphic here, but Mraz, you, you, do, you don't combine the two? No. No, no, no. Then we're going to have a floor situation here. I don't have room to do that. A what situation? Oh, God. A floor situation? Yeah. You can't yeah. control your... You can't no, aim no, no. downward? No, no, He can't control it. He oh, can't find it. <laughs> oh, whoa! Whoa! That is completely unfair. <laughs> no, it's not. That's what you just said. That's what I interpreted as a floor no, situation. What I'm saying, and not to brag, but I'm, I'm not small enough to duck down and get that done in the same time. If you're not small enough for that, how are you walking around right now? How are you not tipping over? If you try to sit down and go number one, you'd, you'd end up in the water yourself? Yes. Uh, tip tickling. I mean, I guess now we know why Danielle sticks around. And I did truthfully did not understand the concept of why you would trash something like that. And I am here now learning that so many people just automatically go number one while going number two to sit. And I admitted occasionally a push will happen. DA was so grossed out by this conversation. You took to the newsroom. I did. To start polling people on do they go number one when they go number two or do they stand up afterwards? And your results showed, Bogish. Yeah, that you are, again, at least in the people around this building in the minority, that no one else does it the way that you do it. And it should be said, while I was prepared, I was about to ask the same group the same question. Because if I'm anything, I'm a journalist and I need to have stats. Yes, you are. There's integrity. Right. You came barreling out of the our out of our studio to say to ask the group the same exact question. I couldn't believe it. So I said, "Wait, guys!" I, then people were talking. I don't want to interrupt, but please listen to the question Sean's about to ask. And then you asked it, and everyone was like, "What are you talking about? You're a lunatic." Yeah, and I really don't understand this. I hate to take a deep dive and peel back the curtain more on the PGP, but that's just, this is what this is there for. We did this debate on the show. And this isn't about being well-endowed as a human being, as a man. Uh, apparently it might be, though. And it, and DA really with the cheap shot saying it has to do with my stomach, which it does not. You're looking at me right now. It's hard not to look at you. I really, I, again, I, I'm do a journalist. Do you see my zipper inspect. flap? Do you no. see my zipper flap? Yeah. I, I, my is... stomach isn't covering everything, folks. Right. So 
All right. So, so I sit down on the throne. Yeah. All right. A little little Mexican dinner. Next thing you know, whoopsie days. Sure. Right. Yeah. I understand that if you really got to go through the grunt and thrust process, pressure will apply and liquid could shoot out a certain end, right? Yeah. And both things could happen, you know, kind of like you're making an acai bowl. All right? Exactly like that, right? I don't understand the concept of needing to do that every time you go to the bathroom. To me, I don't have much room. I just don't naturally to do what I would call tuck and roll. Get what you need to get inside the bowl, the part of your body, get that going down there without it interfering with what you've just laid to the water. So to me, I I just find that to be disgusting. Our Lord and Savior gave us a gift as a man to be able to stand up and urinate and not need to sit down to do it with the tools we were given. This would be like Mickey Mantle not wanting to be a power hitter. He has the tools. You have the tools to stand up and urinate. Why would you sit down and do that? Right. Now, I, I, I honestly don't even know where to begin. But I almost want to suggest, like, this, somebody almost has to watch you go to the bathroom. Because I don't... Well, that would be weird. I, I know. But listen, if Aiden wants to get the cushy gigs, like the beer district and the deer district and well. whatever... I mean, maybe I don't need... even know if I feel comfortable <laughs> with him coming into the bathroom. Or, or maybe we need to ask Danielle to do it. I, I don't, I don't know the solution here. But I, I, I I'm am... not saying I never do it. Again, I'm telling no, you, I, pressure sometimes doesn't allow I, you to stand up. Here. I understand. I, but like, again, I, I don't even know where to start because I've never, and I've never done it the way you. Now there are times where I've maybe gone into the bathroom to do number one. I go, oh, you know what. Now you've released that valve. I got to sit trip. down. Let me sit down. <laughs> it's going to be a longer trip. That, <laughs> Did now, anybody bring the easy pass? Now that's happened. And speaking of longer trips, I am the guy that brings a book. I've got my phone. I might bring my iPad and watch a Billions episode in the bathroom. <laughs> so I can, I can be there for a while. And in a place like here, I've been next to people multiple times my entire life i've been in bathroom public bathrooms with other people and i have never <laughs> witnessed someone do number two stand up and then pee I, because it's a simultaneous thing you sit down and both happen on and off and all and like the two never meet there's no interference i don't understand like either you have anatomy that no one else has, either you or you sit on the bowl strangely, and the, so things are in different areas, or you're worried about something that will never happen. But I don't understand, because like also too, if you're, you sit on the air that if you try to aim downward, yes, you're gonna touch the the toilet water uh, several times. Yeah, so that's happened to me. You should be t- the the. <laughs> Uh, the berries then to your twig should be touching the water already because they're lower than. Uh, sometimes I get a tickle. Sure. So I, I, I it's a lot of times like you're I sinking into the bowl no, too far. I, look, I don't know. A lot I don't of. Get I'll, it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'll. You know how a toilet seat can basically end, like it's not fully circular. Some of them right. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Often they're time- almost U-shaped. The ones here are like that. Yeah. A lot of times I'm resting Sergeant Slaughter on that. Yeah, scenario. I, I'm not tucking it down. Which means that which 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 you said to me off the year before, and I feel like that means you're sitting too far forward because well, I might your be junk shouldn't be at the lip of the bowl like that. I might be because when <laughs> I can't believe we're gonna get this deep. 
I, I, I want to ask everyone about this. I, I distinctly, I'm going to give you a fair point. Yeah. When I was younger, I probably was very sloppy back there, and I remember getting up from the bathroom, and there would be just a, a little skid mark on the seat, on the seat, and thinking. Okay, I need to move forward a little bit. So maybe I overcompensate. There's a chance. I'm going to We're trying to talk through this here. Yeah, this has got to yeah. be the most disgusting conversation Which is ever. Why I want somebody to watch it. Probably a case there to be had for that. That being said, one of the few pleasures in life a male can have is the fact that you could stand up and urinate. Right, of course. So why wouldn't I want to take advantage of that as much as possible? Well, because It's like when the Red Sox started Mookie Betts, like if you're the Dodgers, I got to take advantage of this. Yes, definitely, but which is why I would never sit down just to pee. This only happens when I'm going to the bathroom for an, for an well, oopsie. I think the other problem is I probably go number two way more often than I should <laughs> and way more often than you or DA or Pete do. And therefore, almost every time I'm going number one, there might be a number two situation. So I got I get into a rhythm, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like the D'Antoni offense. I mean, I, I I'm so confused and intrigued by this I'm almost willing to sign up to be like hazmat no. suited. No, you can't. I can't. Because then I'd freeze. I wouldn't be able I, to go. I, ju- I cannot wrap my head around the fact that unless it's like, oh. unless you said snuffleupagus, unless it's nine feet long and 75 pounds, I don't understand how you can't do it. I, ju- I don't. I, I can I see. Don't by the way, it. I could see DA now listening to this, going, "You know what? Bracket challenge this year. Loser has to watch Perez go to the bathroom and I, let us what? know how he does it." I'd rather do that than eat hot salsa. <laughs> I can say no, that firmly right now. No, I, you wouldn't. I want no more hot salsa. If you can cover my face so I don't need to smell anything. I, I oh, might, come I on. might take this. Ironically, the hot salsa could cause the, the that same situation. Thing. Exactly. Oh. Well, folks, I hope you're not done throwing up. That I, We're just going to leave it there. Bogus has declared what he would rather do for a yeah, bet loss. Yeah, and I stand by that. I'm not, I, 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 I need to know how this works. I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, you can follow Andrew Bogish on Twitter. Don't, don't. At Andrew Bogish. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MirazCBS. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.